everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Different Podcast. This is Season 7, Episode 49. I'm your co-host, Key. And I'm your co-host, Coach Pete. And we're back in full effect, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that we're back from break. Um, we had a wonderful break. We had some time off, to, you know, to reconvene and kind of figure out what our next steps are going to be pertaining to our podcast and our personal lives of course so i'm just so happy that we're back in the studio we're going to be exchanging some good vibes and energy throughout this episode y'all going to tune in yeah yeah it's going to be lit and i'm just just please do not violate the mic over there key i know i know you heard about what happened with joe scott so yeah i see i see, see the, me i see the way you're looking at it right you see now i'm looking at it you know what i'm saying i'm playing with it for a little bit <laughs> Let me get serious real quick. Save that Holy for after moly. the show. A late night tip. <laughs> so, Coach P, what's new with us this season? Well, to start off, for this season, the next book we're going to be reading for our book club, which I'm really excited about, is Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it, it's definitely a good read, and I can't wait to just talk about it. I actually read the book about 10 years ago as the first book in a book club that I started with some of my friends when we were younger. Okay. And so it's just been such a long time, and I really want to just reconnect with it. And kind of what you were saying before about just realigning and just kind of kind of figuring things out i think this is one of those books that you're really gonna enjoy so i can't wait for us to discuss it together i can't wait to dive in and as you guys know we'll be posting the book on our social media page so definitely um, stay tuned for that okay awesome awesome also which also i'm very excited about we recently just set up a patreon account and for those of you who don't know what patreon is it's basically a service that allows creatives and artists to essentially get paid for the work that they're putting out there in the world and we actually signed up unapologetically different podcasts to the patreon website and we're going to be it's going to give us a way to connect more with our fans and also help support us with what we're putting out into the world with this podcast so just to give you guys a brief overview there's going to be three different tiers of way you guys can support the show so for one dollar a month if you just enjoy our podcast enjoy what we're putting out there you're able to donate one dollar a month to us then the second tier would be five dollars a month which allows you to get early access to our episodes so once those episodes are out we're able to get those out online and get them to you earlier so you can just you know just be be in front of the curve and get a little quick sneak peek before others do and the last tier which is $25 a month which will be a free coaching session with yours truly once a month for 30 minutes so if anyone just enjoys what we're doing enjoys the podcast or just wants to support us it would it would definitely be very much appreciated and it just gives us again an opportunity to get closer to you guys start giving you guys some new content and just letting us get to know you guys better while also supporting us and, and- Mm-hmm. Speaking to the um, Coach P session for 30 minutes, I think it's great for those people who are on the fence about getting a life coach or getting a therapist and you don't know where you stand in your life or you just need a little like boost of encouragement and just to have a conversation with someone. I think it's a great opportunity for you to have a brief call with Coach P, let him get an idea of who you are and your background and hopefully he could steer you in a direction if you want to continue to work with him moving forward and he'll set you up with certain price points or if you want to work with someone else by all means, you can do whatever you want. Or if you just realize, you know, at this current stage in my life, I may not be able to get a life coach, but in the near future, whether it's a month or two months from now, I will be looking into that. We are very big on self-care and um, health and fitness on this show. And as you know, Coach P and I, we both have life coaches. So it's not like we out here acting like we know it all. We still trying to figure it out with life. And I think it's good to have someone to kind of give you that boost and have that conversation outside the scope of your support system, your friends and family. You need to have some with more of an objective standpoint looking mm-hmm. at what you have going on and provide you with really good advice and what to do moving forward so i hope everyone takes advantage of that opportunity 30 minutes for 25 dollars. <laughs> okay that's a hell of a discount so definitely try to get on that um we really want to see how well it goes during this season and we're going to continue it throughout awesome yeah very well said and then the last thing i wanted to mention is 
I want to be providing more updates with you guys regarding my fitness and my journey that I'm trying to be on. The I, abs are coming <laughs> in, ladies. The abs are coming in. That's crazy. The fact that I, I, I can see some abs coming in. <laughs> I'm thinking about some picture I took like a few months ago. It was not a good look. I was looking like Homer Simpson. but <laughs> and With the belly. <laughs> facts. Right. <laughs> I was thinking about posting that on our story the other day, but I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a good look. You never know. I might still put it out there. And I think that's what it's all about, just being transparent, showing people where you were in your journey and where you are at currently. And I think if you're able to reflect and look back to see the progress that you have, that just makes it that much more worthwhile. Yeah, this is very true. So that's definitely something to be mindful of. All right, cool. So, yes, please keep us up to date with that transformation, Coach P, so that we're on the same page as to what's going on. And also give our um, viewers some insight into how to be more progressive on their health track as well. Yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to. I actually... I've been reached out to people since I've been posting those videos online. So it definitely feels good. Just people coming out, people asking questions and just being able to provide tips. And I just want to do that more on a on a higher level, just putting out more content out there and just anything that I've, I know that able to may, may be able to add value for other people, just being willing to share that and then just being upfront about where I'm at with my progress. So looking forward to that. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're about to get into it. One of the hot topics on social media, also black Twitter, because, you know, they always snatching edges and it's a palm tree over Twitter. Um, so as you guys know, Rob Kardashian and Black China do have a child together called Dream. She's adorable. Um, it was recently reported that um, Rob Kardashian filed for legal documents to lower the child support payments per month. Now, to our understanding, allegedly he is paying 20000 per month. Sheesh. <sighs> In the land of the riches. And Matt Barnes, which is a former Laker player, he commented under the post. Um, he actually put up a black fist. Him and Black China had some exchange of words. Um, we're not going to get into the intricacies of the dispute between Black China and um, Matt Barnes and also Rob Kardashians as well. But the overarching issue is child support. And Matt Barnes um, took it a step further and he basically did a video talking about this whole premise behind child support and how women are benefiting from it. If you do want to know more the juicy gossip pertaining to all of that, definitely head over to the shade room. But speaking to what Matt Barnes was saying, he mentioned that... Um, so Matt Barnes mentioned men are paying women a lot of money per month for child support often. He stated it doesn't take 20000 to $50,000 to raise a child, especially when some of these women are using the funds to buy cars, bags, and taking trips and etc. It's essentially like the child is basically used as a, a magnet for a paycheck. And child support tends to be a polarizing topic among men and women pertaining to children and how much is enough or what is a reasonable amount or who should be liable to pay more and why. And <laughs> it's it's a very interesting topic. I noticed that when it's it happens throughout whether it comes to people who make a lot of money or people who don't make as much and it's publicized on social media, the comment section is like livid. It's like pro-men, pro-women, and there are people in between. For me, the child support topic is a bit of a delicate one because I'm a product of it. Growing up, not throughout my whole life, but about several years or so, my dad was paying my mom for child support. And it was hard because I was in the middle, you know. Um, my dad felt like he shouldn't have to pay. My mother felt like he should be paying more. So they never really saw eye to eye on when it came to this. And I felt like I was always in the middle because if I tried to create some kind of balance, if my dad was venting or upset and I interjected, it was like, of course you're going to side with your mom because you're a woman. And if it was on the opposite end with my mom and – trying to create balance and interject she'll say of course you're going to side with your dad because you're daddy's girl so I never felt like I had a proper footing when it came to this topic and I disliked it because I was always in the middle and I felt to some extent I was used as a pawn between my parents it was like if they were going to be upset at each other they will use it and it will affect me in the long run that's why the issue when it comes to child support it's a very delicate one for me and I dislike it and I've always kind of had this attitude when I grow up because I'm a product of it is like when I get older and I have a child and a father is, is not a part of the child's life consistently or for whatever the case may be um if he's just not a part of the child's life period 
I will definitely ensure I have my own in terms of being independent and self-sufficient. But then I'm as I'm getting older and I feel like I don't have a child at the moment, but I feel like when I do have one, that may change slightly. You know, both of my parents are very active in my life. So to me, I did not like that this created discord between our family and that was my issue with it and I think the overarching issue with child support is that parents need to have need to be amicable about it and be in agreement as to what they're doing because if you don't if if the payments you guys are not secured about the payments being made per month and who's responsible who's not and you're having the child being caught in the middle it affects the child in the long run and I think at the end of the day, you always want to make sure the child is at the center of any and everything you do and that their priority and you're doing it in the best interest of the child. When it comes to the topic of child support, it becomes very tricky and it becomes it could be very problematic if there's not agreed terms because then it creates further issues. And being that I'm a product of it, I really do not like it. I did not like the system. Luckily, my parents have moved past it. They're in a better place to some extent, but it's something that has affected my life. So when Matt Barnes was speaking about it, especially when I see conversations around this topic, I'm like, it's so interesting to me how polarizing it is. But here's my take to take it a step further on um, child support and if it's reasonable, going back to the question you asked. My understanding of it is if the child is with the mom about 65 to 75% of the year where they're residing with the mom, that's their place of residence. And keep it in mind, the child spends like, they're with their dad for a minimal amount of time. I'm talking about holidays, birthday, a couple weekends out the month. I can understand wanting a certain lump sum per month, especially factoring in if the child's residing with the mom, if the mom has mortgage or rent, bills, daycare, school tuition, if applicable, books, clothes, allowance, and et cetera. So we kind of did the math and broke it down a bit. So in these instances, especially if you have money or you have the funds I think paying about 15 to 20,000 per month is applicable especially if the father is making at least a million dollars a year because when you think about it and you do the math 15,000 a month is literally 180,000 a year which is really 18 percent of 1 million so that's nothing you know what I'm saying if you addition that out to your child's mother and making sure your child is being taken care of I don't think that's a problem now if you working at McDonald's and you get fifteen dollars an hour of yeah fifteen thousand a month is a bit extreme but the court system definitely do factor it in pertaining to your income so I can understand a certain extent why the lump sum is needed depending on how much time that child is with one parent especially if that parent is taking care of all if not majority of the responsibilities. Coach P, I see you moving over there. What's going on? <laughs> I speak your mind, honey. Keep it a hundred. Mm. So I have a, a older brother who we have different different moms. So child support has been something that's been in my life. I wasn't as privy as to those conversations, but I I did hear every now and then like there was some animosity or issues around it around it to some extent so it created fiction right yeah. but but for me and our relationship with my brother it, it never really affected that but I also I would always hear it like in the background every now and then so um I I didn't I wasn't as close to it as you were but I did see it and for me I'm coming from a male's perspective I think the way the child support laws are set up are basically trash i think as a guy we get essentially destroyed in terms of financially and kind of what you were saying to before a lot of times this money we don't even know 100 percent if it's being used for that child especially when it comes to more and i guess i'm speaking more so for celebrities or individuals with yeah, high they net actually worth. have that yeah, yeah. Because I'd like with people who don't have as much money, some of them aren't even paying child support at all. They're just working things out with the mom. But oh, it's being comparable to their income. Right. So that's another thing. So I, for me personally, I think when it comes to the child support, I think the whole system needs to be con- looked at a lot differently in terms of how can you guarantee that that money is going to be used for the child because well the child ain't sleeping on the street so that's an example that's true but at the end of the day they're not in the shelter so it's another example when i end up having would you need more examples yeah but at the like you said cars houses the the child's going to be in a car being driven that's gas money yeah but you can't just okay uh, a Honda Accord versus 
uh, a Ferrari. Those are two completely different examples of just having what you need to survive versus having luxury. And, and again, I'm speaking specifically towards like these high net worth individuals who are paying twenty, fifty thousand dollars a month to raise a child. But to go back to your point about the ones who are hypothetically getting Ferraris and opposed to Honda Accord, my thing is like this: first and foremost, I that's why I said it's based on it being reasonable. Right. And that's why my thing is at the core: who's spending the most time with the child? Now, if the mom is spending on Ferrari, if that's even happening, how many times a year does that father see that child? Going back to my point, how, Christmas, oh, Thanksgiving, a birthday, okay, and then like a couple weekends out of the year. When the mom is absorbing a lot of time with that child in terms of responsibility, not saying that you take that money frivolously and go spend it on a Ferrari and your child is home eating oodles and noodles <laughs> for like three, four days out of the week. I would hope these children are not living that type of lifestyle. But to me, what I find to be so interesting about it, that's why I like that we're talking about it from a male perspective, is that you're going automatically to what she's spending the money on. I'm going automatically to who's spending enough time with the child. Cause it being because I have a different take on it because I'm a product of it, it's like, be fair. You know, in my instance, my father was definitely active in my life, but I resided with my mom. So I understood to certain components as to why she may require need additional. Yeah. My dad didn't really see it that way. And I get that. You know what I'm saying? But we're coming we're coming from I'm talking about working class family. We ain't got millions over here. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't that kind of party. But I'm really speaking to the ones who are like, you're going straight to, and just like Matt Barnes in his video, it was like, oh, you spending this money all on this. But he also made a very valid point. They need to be more cautious with the woman they're having children with. And yeah. also, too, they need to take some kind of accountability. You're focused on what she's spending the money on. How, where is it, where's the priority around the time you're spending with your child? Where is the time that you're splitting it evenly? Like, I see it like this. If we have a child and you making millions, if, if I have the child Monday through Friday and you have the child Friday through Sunday and we split everything, holidays, you get Thanksgiving, I get Christmas, we split in summers, there is no more responsibility on one parent than another, I wouldn't seek child support from you because you're actively a part of that child's life. They don't only reside with me. They have two addresses. They have my address and your address. So they have two places of residence where they belong and they feel comfortable and we're both taking equal ownership in that child. I wouldn't go the extreme mile of getting child support. In my opinion, I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Some women may think indifferently to that, but it's about the quality and time I'm spending with a child. You're focused on what I'm doing with that money, whether it's me. Yeah, it may be a Ferrari, but the child going to be in it. It's not like the child ain't going to be in it. And am I supposed to live a poor dirt life because of the fact that I'm relying on you for child support and I'm supposed to ride a Honda Accord, you in a Maybach and a Ferrari, and you live in a mansion, and I'm supposed to get a one-family house and just say, Gucci like you know what I'm saying and and a lot of in some of these instances some women say well I want my child to have the lifestyle that they're used to especially if they're with their dad how is it that you coming from a mansion staying at daddy's house for the weekend and you come back home to one family house and it's like five six of y'all in there you know what I'm saying and and it goes back to my point who's spending equal opportunity and time with that child my concern is the quality of time and then that correlates with the amount that's necessary but you wasn't focused on that. If I ever had a child and me and the mom got a divorce, I personally would want to take full custody of the child. I think that I would be a great role model, a great father, and I would do a good job at raising the child. But I think just in general, from what I understand... Peel it back. What? So you walking around with carriages. Yeah. I going would. to daycare, getting up early, making up, making breakfast, doing the meal prep or leftovers, like we like to call them, for the child, making sure they prepare for school, ironing their clothes, coming back home, not doing happy hour, actually helping them with their homework. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your weekend so you can't turn up and twerk and be in the bars with your boys and watching the Cavs lose. No shade. I'm just saying, you're going to give up all of that. If I'm having a child, 100%, I would I would want to be in that child's life more often than not. And I would oh, want to save this episode. And then I want to split. play that shit back. But you have a baby like, hey, you remember this? Mm-hmm. Hold yourself. Account. I'm just saying. because I, I want those child that, support checks. I say- <laughs> Seriously, let me get let me get let me get a a, a baby mama who who's going to be giving <laughs> me 20. I'll, I'll be taking care of that child and we'll be living a great life. We can split them on the weekends, holidays. Well, Halle Berry child father's living that lifestyle. So, yeah. Exactly. So, but then with that being said, I mean, you're going to get with a woman that make a substantial more money than you, which I find that hard to believe because you have an ego. 
I would have no problem being with a woman who makes more money than me. Okay, so your goal would be to take full ownership of that child with the intent of getting Well, my goal ideally would be to not have, not get separated, but if that were the situation, I would hope that the, the woman that I'm with, that we could be amicable about it and obviously take care of the child, make sure the child has a good quality of life, but I just do think sometimes... The, the way these child support situations turn out, the the dad is literally just broke paying child support. And and I guess I, I can put it in this perspective. We're living in a patriarchal society where men have a lot more privilege than women, and uh-huh. there's a lot of issues around that. So I can understand, like, hey, if child support is the, the area that men are, are kind of just getting the short end of the stick, I get it. It's... It, ah, what's the word I'm gonna I'm looking for? Not that it makes sense, but like, yeah, I don't know. It makes sense, but I don't. I know. just don't necessarily see you being a full time parent. But I think, hey, if that's the answer for some of you guys to save your little coinage, then go right ahead. If that's what it takes for y'all to step to the plate and be like, listen, I'm gonna take full. Which to me is sad. It shouldn't be a woman having to put it to that point of going to child for y'all to be full-time parents for you guys to be very involved in your child's life i think it's pretty standard and like expected a woman is supposed to be the one raising a child being there every step of the way and i think i mean if your approach is listen i'm gonna take full ownership of my child so i have to pay custody good then do that but that's not often the case and you know you especially these men who come from affluent backgrounds or more so have the money currently they don't have the time to sit around or they don't find the time to sit around and take care of a child like it's like okay i had you put you off to your mom she'll take and that's why i say it's based off of the quality of time put into this child and then that correlates with how much is needed for child support and i think some men in some instances just want to have babies and think okay it's up to you i'm not going to pay child support come around when i feel like it and that gives a false perception to the child about fatherhood because you pop up around the holidays christmas couple weekends out of the year you show up do gifts and that's it and then it's like okay back to home reality where it's like real bills real mortgage you know real car note and tuition and allowance and all of these things so like i said that's why i feel like it's a very polarizing topic because you shouldn't want to step to the plate to be a father because you're concerned about a woman taking you to court for child support you should want to innately do that just for the strength of i'm a dad and this is what i want to do but men don't think like that well just to be clear that's oh now you want to be clear just to be clear that's the type of man that i am i can't speak for everyone else but i'm gonna 100 percent be in my child's life i can't wait to have children to see all those different stages of their lives their first step first day of school first time graduating all that stuff I can't wait to be there for all of it and I guess I can only speak to my experience growing up like my dad was just around all the time like to the point where it was just weird for other people like he would pick me up from school drop me to the train if I'm at a friend's house what time are you going to be done I'll come and get you so he was very active so just for me just having my dad all around and just being there and providing stuff for us, that was just a normal thing. Yeah. He did still whip that ass a lot. But yeah. <laughs> so, I again, I'm just speaking from my own experience, and that's just how I plan on playing out my fatherhood experience. That's I'm fortunate good. enough to have children. I hope you keep it kind of going with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm really, I'm serious. I hope that you do keep it going pertaining to that about being that um and definitely being active in your child's life not for the wrong reasons but definitely for the right ones and the fact that you've had that and for me too being that I've had both my parents actively in my life I want someone who's actively a part of my child's life and I feel like if the opportunity presents itself if we're not together we should be able to come to an agreement as to what's happening I wouldn't want it to lead to the courts and I wouldn't want my child to be caught up in the middle I want to provide my child the lifestyle I never had and I want to raise them in an environment where they don't have to be concerned about certain things so learning from my experience I know what I want to do moving forward but I just find it to be interesting how this is becoming kind of a thing not saying it has not been been happening but the conversations around it is like it's very like all over the place in terms of like who's on what side and for what reason yeah um some women actually specifically target athletes pop stars artists basically men with money to have babies with or aka secure in the bag and listen they gotta get their bundles done it's <laughs> oh priority they gotta twerk for the gram um i think this is a, a real issue and it's it sucks that 
these kids are being or potential kids are being perceived as paycheck similar to what matt bards was saying let's be clear because um it's a specific group of women not all women right Um, definitely pierre and i want to make sure we're on the same page about this and i and i wholeheartedly agree with this i think there's a specific number of women out there who they target the athletes the pop stars the artists and it's like oh i want to get with that with the intent of getting pregnant and getting child support and think they're going to live that live this lifestyle. I have a problem with that because you're bringing an innocent bystander into the mix that had nothing to do with it. You could be with an athlete, you could be with someone that makes a lot of money and you not end up pregnant or you could just be with them and y'all have a casual relationship or a relationship for that matter and then you end up being pregnant and it happens. Those women I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about those organic instances where it's like you end up pregnant, y'all agreed to having a baby or maybe one person agreed, the other one didn't. Like there was some kind of conversation. But I'm talking about the ones who go out on some, we gonna sit on the sidelines of these games, and we gonna look cute. We gonna get with that ball player. Make sure find a way to get pregnant, even if a condom was used. I guess there's <laughs> other ways of getting AKA, pregnant AKA nowadays. AKA Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that episode? It was cute. And find a ways to get pregnant, Jesus. just for the off of the strength of oh, I want to get fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, and I'm gonna live off of this money. I'm not even gonna work. That to me is an issue because then you're and I it kind of speaks to what Matt Barnes was saying like you're using that child as a paycheck, you're bringing an innocent bystander into the mix just to live this lifestyle like you can't get two three jobs like everybody else and make it work and find your way like you got to bring a child into this and then you live in that life and my thing is after the money is ran out because the child is going to be eighteen someday I would hope. What are you going to do with that, especially when you live off of that and you're used to that certain level of privilege? And that's what I have a problem with is like some of those women and it's not all I'm not coming at everyone and not every groupie or whatever the case may be. So we just want to make it clear. I'm just speaking to the specific group of women, a small demographic, and it's kind of a trend of getting with a guy all of a sudden on one night to turn into you pregnant. And then it's like, oh, this was a plan and plot scheme. So <laughs> and then you expect people to kind of respect you after that. I find that to be very interesting. And I dislike it because I said you bring an innocent bystander, a child that had nothing to do with it into the mix. And you're creating friction and problems that don't even need to be there because, oh, I want to be out here rocking Fendi, Gucci, and Prada and be on the sidelines of these fashion shows looking cute. Like, come on. I can't. That, I dislike, and I definitely don't agree with that. Yeah, it it's definitely sucks. And I think, I think though, men have to just be smarter about, like And then said, men have to take accountability, too. Yeah, definitely. I think the answer is pretty simple. You just need to get a vasectomy if you're going to be a ball player, athlete, superstar, and you think you might can have. Can they reverse that? Yeah, they can be reversed. You just, literally, that should be the first thing. You get into the NBA, everyone get that snip, snip. You can go out, have sex with all the strippers, whatever snip, you want to do. And, and when you're ready to settle Remix down. Remix drip, drip. Literally. When, you, when you're ready to settle down, you just you just go to the doctor. Yo, doc, just reverse that. I'm ready to have a family. I, I just think it just seems it seems crazy. And also, it kind of makes So it, is that your best way of handling that situation? I, is I, that like your best response? For these celebrities, 100%. I think if you're making millions of dollars a year and you know that you potentially could be prey to a certain select group of women who are trying to just have child with you for that money, I would 100% think that's, that seems like the most simple, simple solution. Um, even when it comes to contraceptives, women are the ones who get on birth control, but I've heard there's like talks about new birth control that men could take. And it's like, why should the woman just be the one to take ownership and accountability to make sure that she doesn't get pregnant? If a man really doesn't want to have a child, that's something that they should look into as well. Too. And be- definitely exercise all ways of doing so, make sure they don't have a child and being more responsible. And I think to your point, it's very valid. And I can really speak to that. There's guys that I've noticed that are very cautious. Yeah. They don't play around in that department. It's like, nope, we, we, I ain't playing. I'm checking everything, and I respect those. And then there's guys who are like, okay, well, whatever. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. See you in court. Like, <laughs> you know. So you got to be, you have to be really smart as to who you're dating and what you're doing, especially when you're in a situation where you're making a lot of money, and that may be something that some people may use you for. So I'm glad that you spoke to that. Um, yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't know the exact number, but a vasectomy can't cost that much in comparison to what you're paying $20,000 a year in child support, so. Maybe they don't want to snip snap. Well, 
Okay. <laughs> keep keep sending out those checks, and then when your career is over, you're still going to have to pay that child support, so I don't know what to tell you. Facts. And Be also, smart. do keep in mind, women are paying child support, too. Halle Berry is one of them. She is paying out to her child's father. So it is, like I said, it bases off your income. It's not just men. It's happening, too. It is happening to women as well. I believe there's some more out there. The numbers are not as high as male counterparts, but it is happening. So it's not just a one-sided thing. But just be cautious of the people you're having kids with. And also, I think, too, it's like I said, reaching a common ground where the child is not being affected. I was affected by it, and I dislike the whole system, to be quite frank with you. But I could understand why it's still put in place and why people utilize it. But just be mindful of the messages and um, that you're sending out there especially pertaining to your kids around child support you can have that you and your spouse have a reasonable agreement as to what's due per month without having the child feeling like oh my god they're not at ease and feeling discomfort and it's creating arguments just try to be amicable and be in agreement because it's the best interest of the child the child should be a priority across the board or just take my advice and get a vasectomy you'll never have to have any of those conversations ever <laughs> it's super simple sniff sniff literally <laughs> all right moving on now um so midterm elections ooh la la all right so i was really happy about this people came out in droves honey so according to cbs news the voter turnout reached new highs and estimated 113 million voters cast their ballots making this year the first midterm to exceed 100 million vote special shout out to the millennials and the future generations um according to the atlantic more than 3.3 million voters um ages 18 to 29 voted via early ballot which is a 188 percent increase from 2014 that's what's up yeah that's huge that's a big turnout yes twerk on it <laughs> you know i like to twerk oh. <laughs> Also, Democrats won the House, flipped seven governor's seat, and reclaimed more than 300 state legislative seats in the state houses around the country. Despite this new information, though, the midterm elections were rigged in some states. Georgia is still counting the vote. Keeping in mind, today is November 16th, so 10 days later, and they're still counting. Stacey Abrams, who's a Democrat, and now former Secretary of State Brian Kemp, who is a Republican, are running for this governor of that state. And the election numbers, Kemp received 1,978,000 votes, or about 50.2%, and Abrams received 1,923,000 votes, or about 48.8%. So the numbers are relatively close, which is like really surprising. And keep in mind, if Stacey wins, she will become the first black woman to be elected governor in the country's history. Also, too, it will be the first time putting a liberal in a position of power in a traditionally conservative state. Y'all know how Georgia is. Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) Um, Abrams refused to concede on election night. Shout out to my girl. Yes, black girl magic. I respect the hustle. Because she knew some funny shit was going on. And it wasn't just one. It's like a couple. Like, first, okay, let's start off with one. Kemp was found to have delayed processing over 50,000 voter registrations, primarily from black voters while he was secretary of state. So that's very interesting. That's a lot of votes. That's 50,000 votes that he kind of was a bit questionable in the processing. And if this was supposed to be a fair win, then why go Why go the extra mile to delay the processing? If you felt like you was going to win and you was deserving of the win, why would you do that, especially in a position of Secretary of State? That, to me, definitely makes me question his character and his integrity, lack thereof. Um, his tactic led to confusion among voters leading up to Election Day, so that was already a problem within itself. Second, um, the NAACP filed a complaint late October claiming that voting machines were switching early votes for Abrams to vote for Kemp. So they still on some funny shit with these machines. So all this technology, and you mean to tell me early votes are being switched, so if NAACP ain't catch that, then what would have happened? All right. And third... On election day, many voters in the great Atlanta area had to wait in line for hours at their polling place because there were limited working machines, even though other voting machines sat unused in storage. That's like insane. I'm like just talking about this. It makes me think about um, the show Scandal. Facts. (laughs) Like that episode. Yeah. Like Fitz won. Exactly. He really win. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, 
it's crazy how art can depict life and life can depict art because there are people out there really rigging elections and shout out doing, to Shonda Rhimes, honey. You knew what time it was. <laughs> doing everything in their power to make sure they win. Like cheating is running rampant. It's kind of and you already ahead of you already ahead of us. So I don't even understand why you going to extra mile to cheat to win. Like it's like is it that serious? So you had to be threatened, intimidated. You knew what time it is when we step on the scene. Yeah, and. This has also been going on in other states outside of of Georgia. So as a result of this chaos and shady business, a federal judge has ordered Georgia to take steps to protect provisional ballots and wait until Friday to certify the results. Abrams stated, I'm fighting to make sure our democracy works for and represents everyone who has ever put their faith in it. I'm fighting for every Georgian who cast a ballot with the promise that their vote would count. Shout out to Abrams, Black Girl Magic. I see you. Um, definitely respect on that. Kemp, on the other hand, he already think he's won, hence why he <laughs> resigned as Secretary of State. Oh, I'm going to need you to sit down, bro. I'm going to need you to pump your brakes just a little bit. Um, and he stated that Abrams' latest effort is a disgrace to democracy, which to me is actually democracy at its finest moment because we're actually utilizing our voices and our stance to make a difference. So shout out to her on that. And he's actually wrong. And he also stated that she ignores mathematical um, realties. Um, he also took it a step further, stating that there's not... Um, she's not over 15 minutes of fame. Well, if you do the math, um, Kemp, <laughs> those 50,000 votes that you were playing with, with processing probably would have made a huge difference in terms of her winning over you. So who's actually not good at math? Hmm, that's questionable. And keeping in mind, I'm sure that's not the only thing he was doing along these lines, too. If those machines that were actually useful were stored and the ones that were limited in certain areas, that already creates a problem. Imagine coming home from work late and have it stand in line for an hour or two just to vote when you could got to go home and you may have a family to cook for as a single parent, you know, as a single dad for Pierre, i.e. that's what he (laughs) plans to be in the near future. I don't need to cook, but I'll get that $20,000 child support check and I'll be ordering it. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't shit. He said, I'm not a semen. Matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it one better. I don't even want child support. I'm gonna get child support and alimony. We getting married then divorce. I'm collecting checks on every end. Put that on your mom's tab. You ain't <laughs> shit, bro. But um, yes. So this is what's currently going on in Georgia. Um, keep in mind though, unofficial returns show Kemp with the lead, just shy of sixty thousand votes, out of more than three point nine million casts. Abrams would need a net gain of about 21,000 votes to force a December 4th runoff. So please stay tuned. We will keep you up to date with that. Um, It's supposed to be coming in hopefully later on today. Today is Friday. Um, Whether they're going to move forward on the counting, if if they tallied up all the votes. So we either should be finding out today, if not next week. But we'll definitely keep you guys posted about that on social media. Hmm. There's Olivia Pope when you need her. Yo, facts. I need an episode of Scandal like now, <laughs> bruh. Like, this is crazy to me. It's crazy to me that it's like, I don't know. I never experienced this. The fact that it's it was over last week and they're still counting and recounting and then checking for those who were um had issues at yeah. the polls. Like, that to me is just it's really ridiculous now, especially in light of us, you know, with the whole Russians and them being indicted and Mueller just snatching bodies off the street and <laughs> and y'all like and then this is going on in Georgia. Like I just don't get like this is really crazy to me. What was your experience like at the polls, Coach B? So I went to the poll after work. Um No, oh, you went to the poll. <laughs> <laughs> It's microphone up. Shout out to Jill Scott. <laughs> yes. I, I went to cast my vote after work, <laughs> and it was it was a pretty quick in and out process. I think I was there for about ten minutes in total. Mm. Um, yeah, I voted in Harlem, and it was very very easy. It's always I've always had that experience whenever I've gone and vote. So I think the longest I've waited was maybe thirty minutes or so. Yeah, and that might have been like the first time I voted. It was just a lot of people, and I think I went like right after work. It was like a rush hour situation. Mm-hmm. So 
it's I can't even imagine having to go to a polling place and having to wait for more than an hour, two, three I hours. I would have been frustrated. And honestly, I could see why people turn away and say, I'm not doing this. I, you, like, seriously, especially if you going in the morning before work or after work, it's like, come on, this is a lot. And it's on a work day at that. Um, and not a lot of people have the advantage of, like, taking off from work and still getting paid. Some states actually allow you to get paid, which we did post on our social media page. Some states do allow for you to get paid if you take time off to go um, vote. So that's really cool. Um, um, my experience was pretty easy, too. It was pretty quick and efficient. I went in prior to work, and um, the only issue I had was the woman couldn't find my name on the paper, and I was like, this is a bit weird, and I was a little annoyed by that. But And then the fact that you had to rip the pages, uh-huh. I don't know if you had that experience. So you had to, like, rip it in two after you were done and to put it in the machine. Um, I could see why that could be confusing for some people, and it was a front and back area, so... Um, which was different from the last one I felt like I did. So that was the only thing, but I didn't have any real, it, it was in and out. I was in and out probably within like 10, 12 minutes at yeah. most. Actually, it's funny that you say that because they couldn't find my name as well. So I had to fill out a affidavit with oh. my address and everything and have that get mailed out to get my vote, ca- to get my vote counted. Well, and we're in New York. We're a pretty liberal state, so I guess... I can see well, that, that being an issue in other states. But, yeah. Now I'm thinking, did my vote even get counted? <laughs> well, here we are. Um, were you surprised by the turnout of young people voting? Honestly, I was not surprised. I would have been more surprised if there wasn't a turnout. Because I'm just, I would have been like, "Are you? I don't understand this. Like, do you guys not want to see any change? Like, granted, I, I saw something online that said, Voting is very important, but the real change starts from the grassroots when people are making a difference, yes. like in their neighborhoods, in their families, their schools, their workplaces. Mm-hmm. That's where you start, you make the actual real change. Not to say voting isn't important, but I just thought if people didn't come out and vote to actually to just kind of get started in the right direction to make a change, being that change, it would have just been a shocker to me. And luckily they did not disappoint. And what was your um, take on Abrams not conceding in Kemp's tactics with the 50,000 votes? I'm I'm happy. I To be honest, happy I, about what? that she didn't, oh. didn't concede and that she's still fighting. I don't know what's going to happen. Every time there's been a recount, I've always just been let down anyway. So I don't. I'm just sitting and watching patiently, waiting to hear what happens. But this is anything like Florida with George Bush. I I think, I don't know. Uh, uh, we'll see. So despite all these shenanigans surrounding the midterm election, do you think voting is important? And does this situation make you think differently about casting your vote? Um, Voting is definitely important. I think now more than ever, we need to be more cognizant of how our votings are being utilized. And also, like, Abrams are really in her and her approach and not conceding and following things through. And I definitely feel like voting is important. We still have to fight the good fight. For me, I take voting to another level because I felt like our ancestors did not have the opportunity to do so. So I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for them as well. Um, Also... It does make me think differently about casting my votes because I've realized it's not really secured and it makes me question our democracy. Because if this is what we're doing and going through extreme lengths of winning, it makes me question all the other presidents that won, all them white men. (laughs) It makes me question all the other governors and senators that win. It's just like, so if it's so easy for this to happen and no one's really catching it and it's kind of going under the table... It makes me question people's integrity of them actually being in these positions and knowing the fact that they got into the position and they didn't really fully deserve it. Say what you want about Scandal. Shout out to Fritz. But even when he realized that he (laughs) didn't deserve to win, he was upset because he was like, I didn't really deserve it. How many politicians... He still took the job. He took the job. (laughs) I mean, he took Olivia Pope too, but we ain't going to get into that. But he still took it and proceed, but it was that moment that it was like, I wasn't deserving of it. How many politicians are walking around with that? I wasn't deserving or saying, it's one thing to know that you're not deserving of something and kind of being in that moment and realizing it than opposed to knowing you wasn't and following it through, i.e. Cheeto Hitler. You know what I'm saying? So that is my real concern about it. But I do look at voting differently and I'm just kind of like, it just makes me, for me, it, it reinforces how corrupt politicians could be and i 
it's I had people say, oh, you should be in politics. I'm like, no, because I don't want to tarnish who I am and my character and my integrity for a vote or for Lord knows what else or sell my soul. Now, I seen House of Cards. <laughs> I ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's not even just that. It just makes me question these people's integrity and their characters. And it's just like if I can't trust enough of you winning this position and being deserving of it, it's like what other changes are you really going to make? And what forward movement are we making in this country if you go in above and beyond a cheat and what what kills me is when i see white men in these positions of especially in kemp going against abrams like you really intimidated you know what i'm saying like you really intimidated by this woman if if you're gonna be shady with fifty thousand votes and it's not even just white people you did fifty thousand primarily black people so you were intimidated by this woman and what she was gonna bring to the table and that to me is like it's very problematic but it's this is america <clears throat> I'm not surprised. Trump is in office. Still not impeached yet. He's not going anywhere. He's still in office. So the fact that he's there, it gives all of these other politicians, white men preferably, the opportunity to go around and kind of just take things that they're not deserving of. Like they've been doing everything else, colonization. (laughs) So um, shout out to Christopher Columbus. (laughs) <laughs> All right now. So now we're going to be switching gears with Coach P dropping gems. Now, this is a very interesting topic, okay? And I'm even more fascinated by it because uh, uh, we got to do a little, little drugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little hype right now. I had like three cups of coffee. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to keep it on it. Like, I'm just like, you why? You have it in your hand right now. <laughs> and I have it like right now in the studio. So, Coach P, won't you drop them gems? So, on this week's segment of Coach P dropping gems, I want to talk about something that I've been really fascinated about for a while, and that's the health benefits of mushrooms. So, specifically, I'm going to tell you about five little known mushrooms that really pack a powerful punch. But before I go into those, I want to give you guys some quick little known facts about mushrooms in general. So first, mushrooms are more closely related in DNA to humans than to plants, which explains why they've been a staple in human culture for thousands of years. They are also so close to us genetically, which is why they have such profound effects on us. And I'll get into that a little bit more later. There are over 75 species of mushrooms that actually glow in the dark. And I think that, <laughs> like, <laughs> what? yeah, it's so it's such a random fact. But, like, I think that's such so a, when you intake it, your, your whole inside is glowing. Well, I don't think these are species that people generally <laughs> would will, are edible. But I just think the fact that there are mushrooms that, so that fascinating glow, to me. I think that's just like wild, like. Just our planet, just the world is just so amazing. There's so much like things we don't know and don't understand or just trying to learn about. The fact that I found out that there's some species that are glow, I think that's like so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm a nerd. Good. Yes, you are. Um, also, mushrooms are upwards of 90% water, and some can actually create their own wind. And they do this by having that water inside of them evaporate, which cools the air around them very quickly, and then that change in temperature creates a current. And they use that wind that they created to actually spread their spores, which are their seeds, to have them reproduce. And I'm like, that's lit. Like, so they just spreading seeds everywhere. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like Child the, support on deck. Like these ball players, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of... <wait. laughs> spreading their seeds. <laughs> Well, there will be no seed spread at King of Diamonds because King of Diamonds is closing out <laughs> since we were speaking about Georgia. I Yo, facts. <laughs> they closed that shit down. They closed No more twerking. Oh, God. Snip, um, snip. <laughs> Back to the mushrooms. Yeah. Um, and then last, another fact that I found very interesting. Ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics reveal that pharaohs thought mushrooms were sacred herbs that you could consume to become immortal. And only pharaohs were allowed to eat them. So, as you know, the Egyptians, they were lit. They were just on it. They they did the pyramids. They had the tombs. Like, they were just on the on the ball with just, like, science and just being ahead of the times. And the fact that they saw mushrooms as something so special, that I think that speaks volumes. So I just wanted to bring that point up. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the first mushroom I'm going to go into is cordyceps. And... So some of the benefits of cordyceps mushrooms include promoting longer life, strengthening the immune system, 
improving athletic performance, reducing the effect of aging, and improving liver function in people with hepatitis B. I personally have used cordyceps mushroom tea as a pre-workout due to the potential benefits it can have on your exercise performance. And research has shown that people may get boosted exercise performance by increasing the body's production of a molecule called endensin triphosphate, or ATP. This is essential for delivering energy to your muscles. And this increased level of ATP production may improve the way your body uses oxygen, especially during exercise and other vigorous activities. Like what? <clears throat> Listen. Oh, that activity. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, um, well, that's what helps it? Oh, honey, where they sell us at? <laughs> I, I'll, get, I'll get to that a little bit later where you can get some of these mushrooms. Not to go to Costco. <laughs> get me some packs. You be putting in that work, Key? <laughs> I mean, you, you, hey. you strike me as the the more laid back, relaxed. I like to switch it up. You know, there's layers to me, honey. Oh, I'm a God. Virgo. You know what time it is when we step on the scene. Oh God, twerk twerk. We open Pandora's box. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so researchers believe that the antioxidant content in cordyceps mushrooms may explain their anti aging potential. So the second mushroom that I'm going to discuss is lion's mane. And it's called lion's mane because it's distinct looked, which is, and you guessed it, it looks like a lion's mane, which is, it doesn't have like that normal look of a mushroom. It looks kind of weird. You get wild excited over there, but continue <laughs> though. Mm. So the reported benefits of lion mane include protect you against dementia and alleviate symptoms of neuro degenerative diseases such these as big words yeah like, <laughs> these are some really scientific words honey so continue neuro neurodegenerative diseases are like alzheimer's basically where your brain is slowly starting to die your memory might not be the same as you're getting older um i'm surprised that this is not more of a common thing since dementia is a common thing oh my god i love that you mentioned that point because Really, a lot of the food industry and what we put into our body, it's all driven by money. Same way, we can, we can honestly say that when it comes to politics. These politicians are making money, and that money is driving how things go. It's not about what's making us the healthiest, what's going to be the most beneficial to us. Because why have people eat foods that are going to be good for their overall health and have them not dealing with these diseases when there are pharmaceutical companies who are making billions of dollars on selling drugs that. that aren't curing the diseases. They're just giving you a crutch until you die. So I, I'm glad that you made that point. That's why I'm so passionate about these things. I see that. Because I, I love to find out like what does the earth what is out there in nature that's natural that's gonna promote us being the healthiest the most vibrant best versions of ourselves so yeah coach p dropping gems god <laughs> so with your mushrooms <laughs> mm -hmm. so also with lime mane it improves memory focus and concentration supports gut health may help relieve mild symptoms of depression and anxiety oh i to hit the blunt question uh -huh. so uh -huh. if this like reinforces your memory say you smoke weed right mm -hmm. and you lose your memory is not that good uh -huh. so you could take this to reinforce it yeah and the, the thing is though just with any food anything in general you're not going to just see benefits from taking it one time like you have to have this a part of your lifestyle where you're introducing these foods into your system on a semi-regular basis like if you drink let's say a green tea one time you're not gonna see anti-aging effects instantly it's it's something just over time you just have to have it as part of your lifestyle the same way we get sick from let's say doing drugs that are bad for you let's say i don't know cocaine you don't just do coke one time and it's you're done it's basically over an extended period of time the same with smoking weed some people may say that their memory has not been the best it's not you you hit the blunt one time and you can't remember shit and ever again. It's oh, it's consistency, and I think that's the biggest thing. Consistency is key, whether it's good habits that are going to be beneficial for your health or bad habits that are detrimental for your health. And we're not encouraging you to go smoke a spliff and then go have a mushroom afterward, and it becomes your pattern. <laughs> and say, I was listening to Unapologetically Different Pog. I'm just letting. I'm just asking yeah. a question. Okay, we're not encouraging y'all to do it. <laughs> so don't say we said. We just we just asking and clarifying out here. Okay. Yeah, great question though. I'm, say, I'm saying. <laughs> 
Um, so the the last benefit of lime mane is it, it reduces inflammation and oxidative stress. So lime mane mushrooms contain compounds that stimulate the growth of brain cells and protect them from damage caused by, like, like I said before, disease like Alzheimer's. And research also shows that lime mane mushrooms contain powerful anti-inflammatory and anti antioxidant compounds and immune boosting abilities that may reduce the impact of those diseases that affect our brain as we get older. Lions are known as the king of the jungle and lion mane is rightfully associated with lying as these mushrooms have health benefits that are plentiful. And in my own experience, I have used lion mane tea to help me focus when I need to really hunker down at work to just get things done. And I actually had like a real great experience one time where. One so what you take me need to hunker down for the podcast? <laughs> I just want to know. Because <laughs> I rock. <laughs> I need to get that laugh out of Coach P. I, He's I'm, not in a great mood, but we trying to make it work with this show right about now. Now I got a good, hearty laugh out that ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Because uh, <laughs> you know you don't do shit. Because <laughs> he know. <laughs> I'm playing. Oh, God. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. Love you, boo. It's, oh, season opening. You know how we do. Facts. <laughs> Um, Continue with your mushrooms. (laughs) So the the third mushroom I'm going to get into is reishi. Reishi, the benefits are anti-cancer properties. Reishi sound like a spice. Mm -hmm. Mm. Reishi is my favorite one. It's it's literally my favorite one. I feel like all of them was your favorite. No, no, no. Reishi, 100%. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. So the benefits include treatment of pulmonary diseases. It's also good against protecting your brain for neurodegenerative diseases like Lyme's mane, enhancing your immune system, reducing stress, lessening your fatigue, but most importantly for me was improved sleep. So Reishi, I, I actually used to take Reishi every night for an extended period of time because I was having sleep troubles where I was either staying at work really late and then I'd end up coming home and I would be on Netflix all night long and just be an insomniac, not being able to get to sleep and then just it getting into a bad pattern where I'm not sleeping, waking up early, working late, and then coming back home, not sleeping again. And I just, that was one of the factors that really made me get sick a few years ago where I just didn't feel well. I was depressed and just things weren't going good. And Rishi, studies have shown that not only does it help you get to sleep faster, it also helps increase your quality of sleep and then also helps you stay asleep longer. But again, like I said before, with anything, any supplement, any food that you're taking is really all about the consistency. You have to apply these things for a consistent period of time to really start to see these benefits. And that's something for me personally. I saw that benefit of taking Rishi every night once I got home to kind of help me wind down instead of just going straight to the Netflix and chill. Like it just, it, I'd start to drink it and then I just like, I would just look at my bed like, oh damn, I miss you. I just want to go back there. So my just... thing is if you was relying on it for sleep purposes and mushrooms, to our understanding of people view of it as a type of drug, does that mean that you're addicted to a drug? So that's the thing. With mushrooms, there are three types. You can either, mushrooms can be considered edible, a food source. They can also be considered uh, medical mushrooms, which are used for their medicinal purposes, or they could be psychedelic mushrooms, which are psychedelics. Yeah. So uh, reishi mushrooms, it's actually an edible mushroom that people use just to eat, but it also has these medical benefits to it. Okay. So it's kind of like if someone were to drink, um, what's that tea? Uh, chamomile tea. Okay. Chamomile tea also has that effect where it just helps you calm down and just gets you relaxed to, to going to bed. So okay. it, it's similar in that sense. Um, so I have two more to go. The, the fourth mushroom is chaga, and this one is actually known as the king of mushrooms because it has a lot of benefits. So that, chaga mushrooms are nutrient-dense superfood. They slow the aging process, lower cholesterol, prevent and help fighting cancer, lowering blood pressure, supporting the immune system, fighting inflammation, and lowering blood sugar. And chaga mushrooms are rich in a variety of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, including complex B vitamins, vitamin D, potassium, fiber, copper, zinc, iron, magnesium, calcium, and more. And it's packed with antioxidants, which helps the body when it comes, again, to to the aging process. 
So chaga, it's like the Swiss Army knife of mushrooms. It's just like it. It's great. You just take that, and it's like a power, a powerful way to just really just promote good health overall in your body. And the last mushroom I'm gonna be discussing, which you kind of alluded to earlier in the episode, is magic mushrooms. So their scientific name is actually philocybin mushrooms because they contain the psychedelic compounds philocybin, philocin, and baocysteine. But these mushrooms are magic mushrooms because of the psychedelic and hallucinatory effects they have on humans and animals. Many cultures have actually used hallucinatory mushrooms in their religious rites and ceremonies. And people who take psychedelic mushrooms have reported euphoric feelings, life-affirming experiences, hallucinations, higher levels of consciousness, blurring of the boundaries between self and environment, where they described it as touching or unifying with a higher reality and living in a dreamlike state. Some interesting facts about magic mushrooms is that there's evidence that humans have been using these mushrooms for millennia, as far back as 10,000 years. And research shows that when the brain is on magic mushroom, it creates a hyper-connected brain, which may cause that heightened sense of consciousness. And finally, there's research out there that suggests magic mushrooms can be beneficial for one's mental health by effectively resetting the activity of key brain circuits known to play a role in depression. Now, with all that being said, in all good consciousness, no pun intended, I must say that magic mushrooms are a Schedule 1 drug because psilocybin and philocin are listed as Schedule Schedule 1 drugs. And for those of that don't know, Schedule 1 drugs are defined as drugs with high potential for abuse or drugs that have no recognized medical uses. However, psilocybin mushrooms have had numerous medical and religious uses in dozens of cultures throughout history and have a significantly lower potential for abuse than other Schedule One drugs. So this is a drug drug. Yes, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Magic mushrooms is definitely a drug drug. <laughs> drug drug. <laughs> drug drug. As of 2017, mushrooms are actually considered the safest of all drugs that people take recreationally, according to this year's Global Drug Survey, which means it beat out weed, cocaine, LSD, and alcohol. Are we saying all types of weed are sour? <laughs> <laughs> Hit the blunt question. <laughs> wow. Welcome down to Podgetically Different Podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> he knew that was a good one. It was. That was great. <laughs> so to end it off, if you're interested in adding any of these aforementioned mushrooms, the the edible ones, not the not the We need clarification, Coach P. Yes. <laughs> Please clarify. Yes, the edible ones for your diet. The best way I'd advise is to go to your local health store or if you have a Chinese or Asian grocery store near you, you can definitely find those in those stores more often, especially because in the Chinese culture, they've been using these medicinal mushrooms and these mushrooms for thousands of years. And for me personally, I like to get my mushrooms from foursigmatic.com and it's it's a great website where you can actually purchase these different mushrooms in either tea forms, coffee, or elixirs where you can just, you basically add the powder to water where they extract the medicinal benefits of these mushrooms so you could just drink them. If you're someone like me who doesn't spend a lot of time in the kitchen actually cooking, it's just a quick and easy way to have the benefits of these on the go, wherever you're going. Finally, if you're an outdoorsy person and you're hiking your nature please yes (laughs) please please do not do not do not taste or try any mushroom that you may find growing on trees or anywhere outdoors in nature strong emphasis on do not yes we're not encouraging that yes because mushrooms the same way there are some that are very beneficial and have had amazing medical medical benefits for humans there are some that are very poisonous so you do not want to play around with that if you don't know what you're trying facts we got money. <laughs> so, as always, anytime you're adding some new supplement into your diet or you're going to be changing your diet, you should always make sure you check with your healthcare provider just to make sure everything is A-OK before you go ahead and, and change that diet. And also, do your own research. Um, we like to put out things that have added value for us and 
sharing that with you guys, but it's always important to do your own research and then also, again, consulting your healthcare provider just to make sure that you're just taking every precaution when, when it comes to your health. Please make sure you reach out to your healthcare providers before you try anything. We don't want to be held responsible. Uh, we are not held responsible for you. And no, there will not be no lawsuits happening over here. Um, just make that clear. And also, too, as Coach P said, it's not a matter of us encouraging you to perform these acts and partake in these things, but it's a, it's a part of you to be knowledgeable about it. Honestly, I was not aware about these different components and mushrooms and how beneficial they can be. That's why I love Coach P and the way he be dropping these gems on a show because he knows so much and he's really into this stuff. Like he gets super excited, which is a good thing. So please make sure you consult with a healthcare provider if you consider partaking in those activities. We are not encouraging you to do drugs and do anything of that sort. In our previous episode, we did quote J. Cole, you know, meditate, not medicate. So make sure you do what you need to do on your end. But consult with someone prior to trying any of these things out and if you try it out and like it let us know maybe we can have you on the show <laughs> while you're on it <laughs> party over here so once again guys thank you for tuning in make sure if you haven't done so already you download that unapologetically different ringtone playing so silky smooth in the background for... you know you want to get that ringtone stop yeah. fronting and I'm over here playing with the mic so you might as well just get the ringtone you like the way I'm playing with it get back um, for Android users, you can do so by going to the Tunes Store. And for Apple users, you can do so by going to the iTunes Store. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter by searching unapologeticd underscore. And on Facebook by searching unapologetically different. And you can find all our episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Stitcher by searching unapologetically different. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye.